0: Welcome to episode six of No Local, where we get down and dirty on uh, you know, Newcastle local businesses and, um, and exploit you know, all of the successes that they've had over their journey. And, and today we've got an incredible guest. Um, we're here with a very good friend of mine. Uh, we went through uni together um, and we've known each other for, for a fair while now. Uh, and he's created a business you know, straight out of uni um, and four years down the track now. Um, showing some incredible success. So uh, let's dive straight into it. Dominic may welcome uh, mate to uh, the podcast
1: thanks Matt I'm excited to be on it
0: beautiful and mate look let's uh let's kick it right off um, let's go all the way back to the start you know when when we met each other we were at uni um, this was maybe six years ago now and um, we we ran into each other and we became good friends through um, through a uni association didn't we mate
1: yeah <laughs> so yeah we, we became mates through uh, a business student association piscom if you remember and uh, and yeah, I suppose have stayed in contact ever since. Mm. And yeah, straight out of straight out of uni, uh, I had sort of ambitions to start my own business. And I'd worked, uh, you know, in the tourism space, all the way up and down the coast, from places like the Great Barrier Reef right down and around Sydney Harbour, and a whole lot of uh, spots along the way. And. Yeah, and hence why I, I, I had this love for tourism, mm. and hence why I, I started here in Newcastle.
0: Well, mate, let's jump into it. So, um, you know, you were, I remember back at uni, you, you were so obviously heavily involved in, in tourism and in tourism in Newcastle. Um, so, you know, you, you started your business, which um, is Coast XP. Let's talk us, talk us through what Coast XP is and also, you know, from right from the start where did you come up with the idea and and what was it like in that first you know three six months
1: sure yeah so Coast XP is an adventure tourism business based here in Newcastle and Lake Mac and we run things like coastal sightseeing tours whale watching tours in season and also guided hiking tours along the uh, Newcastle and Lake Mac uh, coastline Mm -hmm. and so uh, historically, I've been a, a scuba diving instructor and a commercial skipper in places like Heron Island, uh, North Stradbroke Island, Lord Howe Island, uh, Coffs Harbour, Port Stephens and Sydney. And I've loved uh, the type of work that I've done and I've loved the type of people that I've come in contact with, the, the, the types of people that I get to take out on the water. and. When I was studying here in Newcastle, I did a degree around about uh, four years. I've been here around about in Newcastle around about nine years now, and I love what I saw, but I saw that there was something lacking in 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 this sort of area in tourism and so I thought what could I bring in terms of my skill set and my tertiary qualifications as well and sort of marry that together in a place or a destination like Newcastle. So I started Coast XP uh, strictly speaking just in Newcastle Harbour and around uh, the Newcastle coastline uh, running tours up and down the coast and so focusing on things like uh, you know Aboriginal heritage, local geology, uh, sort of coastal history like the local history and different um, sites that are unique to So things like uh, the ships that we have in the harbour, we also get beautiful sea caves, beaches of course, uh, and all those other things that we love uh, about Newcastle.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. And you're also doing a lot of, um, you know, uh, whale watching in, in whale watching season as well?
1: Yeah, so the types of tours that we run are quite informative. They're fast-paced and it's an adventure-based experience. So uh, when you're on board, uh, we've got a, a boat that uh, can cater for 20 people at a time and has 700 horsepower, so it moves pretty quickly. Really quick, yeah. And so <laughs> part of the benefit of that is, you know, in season we can get out to the whales and get back really nice and quickly. Uh, but also, and it's quite comfortable as well, but also it's much more than just sort of a whale watching experience that you can get up and down the coast. Uh, so as part of our tours, it is actually a tour. So you get to see parts of the, the Newcastle Harbour and coastline that you wouldn't normally see on any other experience. So I suppose you put all that together, it's got quite, we've got quite a, uh, an all-rounded sort of experience from the marine life to the coastline and sort of everything in between that makes Newcastle unique and sort of uh, we've packaged that up into uh, what we call an encounter tour. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
0: Oh, mate, you. Uh, I always see you going up and down the coast. You know, if you're on Merriweather or you're, you're on Nobby's Beach, you know, you're running up and down the coast. You know, most days. Um, it's really interesting. Actually, we we're talking just before um, before we got on uh, on the microphones that you know the boat itself. You actually had it, um, you know, custom made yeah. for you and for the business. So. Talk us through that uh, experience, mate. How was it? Um, you know, an enjoyable time, or was it? There a couple of hiccups along. Like-
1: oh, look, I think it's a little bit like building anything, and you would know all about that in terms of uh, property, but. In terms, of, uh, in terms of the build of the boat, uh, it was built in Brisbane. Something that was really important to me was uh, if I was going to go down this path that I had a safe, comfortable, reliable vessel, I'd worked on a lot of different vessels up and down the coastline, some a little bit better than others, yes, and so I took the little bits and pieces of boats I worked on in the past and I kept the things that I liked, and I didn't keep the things that I didn't like, and I put it all together in, into what is sort of my my dream vision or dream boat for running these types of tours. So some of the things that I can talk you through in terms of uh, building the boat does take a little while like you're building a house or something like that so I suppose you had to be I uh, had to be sort of patient with the process in a way mm-hmm. but also it's quite enjoyable to see it progress through different stages you know the moment sort of a, a hull sort of takes shape it's sort of it's quite real up until then it was all on paper yeah, so yeah, you know it's it's one thing being on paper and it's one thing seeing it and touching it in, in real life and then of course it progresses pretty quickly after, after after that, just like a, you know, a house might. But in terms of the boat itself, We've got 20 forward-facing seats. The helm is at the back. So in terms of being a passenger on board the boat, you've got nothing obstructing your view at all. So throughout the year, we get to see things like whales, dolphins, uh, seals, and a whole lot of seabirds and other marine life on the water. And I wanted to make sure that people, when they're on board, were excited about seeing seeing what we were there to see, for example, whales during whale season, and also not having anything sort of uh, interfere with that experience. So there's no helm at the front that... you know, you can't see through uh, or whatever. Yeah. So if you see a whale blow off in the distance, you know there's nothing obstructing your view. So that's something that was that was quite important to me. And then also making sure it's a, a fast and comfortable ride. So you know we've got uh, two V8 outboards uh, on the boat, which makes it, it move looks quick, pretty mate. quick. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, and we've got these inflatable collars all the all the way around the outside of the boat. So that sort of tends to absorb some of the shock, which makes it nice a nice smooth okay. ride. So all in all, it's, it's a perfect boat for these types of uh, tours that we run.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, was there any inspiration that you drew on? Obviously, you said, you know, you took bits and pieces from other boats, but, you know, did you start with a, a blueprint or did you just go, I want to design my own boat and, you know, I need to pull a couple of people together to, to make it happen?
1: Well. Interesting to say that. Yeah, we work with a naval architect to design the boat, so of course it it, functionally it operates the way you you, you need it to. Um, You know, it's got uh, all the right displacement and buoyancy that you need. My skill set's in operating vessels, not in building them, so I had to sort of take a few pointers there from the experts around uh, the way the the vessel was designed and how it would function. But other than that, these types of boats have the uh, rigid inflatable, high-powered rigid inflatable boats, they're called, uh, or RIBS, and they uh, originally started in sort of a tactical sort of response type military vessels, so police and, and, uh, and the military as well, in sort of uh, getting to places quite quickly. But also, you know, like I said, having those sort of inflatable sides to make it sort of a smooth ride, and then they've sort of transitioned into tourism style, uh, you know, boats. Mm-hmm. So you can find these boats sort of all around Australia and around the west of the world in different uh, layout configurations and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, different capacities and that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, for me, it was the perfect style of boat. You know, there's a lot of tourist boats out there that are sort of larger style or catamarans and things like that with two hulls, which are perfect for different types of cruises to to ours, but, I mean, we travel on any given tour, sometimes 60 or more kilometres on a single tour. And we can do that in the space of about two, sometimes two and a half hours. So to travel that distance on the water is uh, quite an impressive sort of feat, Mm. and so we needed something that was able to travel that distance quite comfortably and smoothly.
0: That's incredible, you know, moving that, you know, amount of distance on the water. It's not... no mean we're well, sorry it's no easy feat and you yeah. know as you're getting into those larger type you know, um, advent well not not even adventure but you know your tours you know there's a lot of tours that um, that operate out of my hometown up in Nelson Bay yep. um, and they, they've got these large boats you know you, you can fit 100 or 200 people on them but you, you might be lacking that you know that personal experience and and the ability right to actually see a whale in the distance and not have you Know, a couple of metal bars obstructing your view or, or something like that, um, the, which is really
1: interesting. The other thing about that uh, you know, that you sort of reminded me when I was working on Sydney Harbour, the largest vessel that I work on was 400 passenger or 400 capacity. Huge. And wow. so uh, a couple of things about that, while it was good experience. Essentially, every single one of those 400 people, you're just making sure you're counting on them as a number for being there. So you're, whether you like it or not, 237, you know, (laughs) and welcome on board. Like that's that's the experience. Whereas for us, like I can personally greet every single person by name. You know, if we see a whale in the distance, it's all of about five or ten minutes max, and you're, you know, and you're right there. Whereas on some of those larger vessels, while they are good, it taking that capacity or taking those larger numbers. You see, well, in the distance sometimes, you know, you're talking 20... you know, or more minutes to get there. You know, it might be 30 minutes to you know to get to where you need to go. The so.
0: anticipation, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Can't wait to get there. Oh no, too late. We we'll yeah. to turn around. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So hold on. Uh, you know, if we th- this is what it's like during whale season is literally like you know you spot a whale off in the distance. It's like everyone take your seats and hold on because <laughs> we'll be there in you know five minutes. And then you get to spend yeah. more time with what you've come for. So if it's whale watching and getting to see a whale up close, you know, what, you. Know, uh, up close in the water, well, then, you know, we were able to do that with the type of boat we've got.
0: Yeah, that, that's incredible. Um, mate, I wanted to take a bit of a pivot. So, you know, you've been in business now for four years and, and been doing an incredible job of it. I mean, there was many a time where I used to be sitting in my old job and, and I'd be sitting on the waterfront in an office and I'd see you, you know, scoot out of the harbour and then two hours later you'd come back and, um, it, you know, it just looked like the dream job, right? You were, you were on a boat at 9am on a Monday or a yep. Tuesday. Um, but what what's the what's the experience been for you? You know, over that four years, there must have been some some ups and downs. So take us through, you know, that first couple of months and that massive leap in saying, okay, I'm actually gonna, you know, outlay a fair amount of money for you know for so much of a you know boat and yeah. and getting all my collateral ready ready, and then actually going out into business on your own.
1: Yeah, it's. That's a good point. So I suppose for me, a lot of it came down to research. So I probably put between 18 months and two years worth of research into Coast XP before even starting. Yeah. But then when I did start, you're right, you know, there's some things you just can't anticipate you know so some of the the biggest challenges in that time of course have been things like bushfires uh, we've also had a lot of other adverse weather that sort of hit us and then other things like covid so there's some of the there's some of the biggest challenges that I've sort of faced in terms of the the four or so years that I've been operating and then outside of that you know some of the the, the you know some of the most exciting things for me is actually you know seeing the reactions on people's faces when you're able to show them a humpback whale or something like that for the first time or, you know, you've got things like, a, you know, a whale breaching right next to the boat, you know, and no one's even seen, you know, this is a 50-ton animal coming right up out of the water. It's pretty cool, to, you know, to see. But then also showing someone the coastline, for example, I've taken people... That you know, my my oldest passenger is not has been ninety nine years old, but ninety nine, yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, I've been able to show people the coastline in Newcastle that have lived their entire life here and have never seen it from from that perspective. So for me, that's quite a humbling experience to be able to show someone something new that you think that they they've probably seen it all, you know. Yeah. So. They, they might have either lived or worked or been a part of sort of BHP in the old old mm. Newcastle. With a lot of history yeah, in Newcastle. Yeah, a lot of history right. in Newcastle. Yeah. And then being able to show them something new and sort of see that, that reaction on their face. They're, they're obviously some of the highlights. Mm. Other highlights, of course, is when I started, it was just me. Uh, now I've got two staff, which is pretty cool. You know, so Very exciting. We'll, we'll definitely dig into that um, in a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Um,
0: but yeah, so I mean, it, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you've um, you know you've really enjoyed the journey so far. There's been obviously been ups and downs along the way, but um, you know I can see that you're just so passionate about you know getting getting out there on the water, but also then you know taking people along for an experience right? and, and helping educate them or, or take them along a journey that you know is, is something that you're so passionate about yourself. So it, it obviously comes through, and you know you can see that. Um, the results of that, you know, when you get a big smile off someone or, you know, an appreciative gesture or something like
1: that as Definitely. well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, when, when we started, you know, Matt, it was, uh, it was all on the water, so all water-based uh, tours and experiences on on board the boat. Mm. Uh, nowadays, we actually have expanded onto on-land experiences as well. So we offer uh, guided hikes through the Wallara National Park, mm-hmm. and that's down south uh, in Lake Mac, around Cape's Beach area. Yeah, and so but part of the thing that I like about the tours that we run is uh, they are predominantly locals that we are taking on tours. Funnily enough, a lot of people think uh, they'd be yeah, mainly visitors or, you know, uh, you it know, might be domestic visitors or even outside of COVID international uh, tourists, but they are predominantly locals and it's locals that like sort of getting out of their comfort zone a little bit and sort of uh, exploring their own backyard, which uh, to me is is quite cool to be a part of. So that's that's sort of the uh, I suppose the direction the new direction that the business has taken so we now offer those sort of land-based and on-water experiences and that's something that I've, I've wanted to do since since the beginning so I, I set out to create innovative coastal interactions and experiences and so uh, that's that's the direction that we're we're on at the moment
0: you've ticked the water now you yeah. want to take over the <laughs> land as well <laughs> so tell me mate what what's um what, what would a um a land based you know experience look like um, if it sounds like you've you've got a team member that's you know supporting you through that, um, yeah. probably has you know her own expertise and you know passions herself about what she's doing.
1: She does. So we're now a licensed uh, eco pass operator within New South Wales National Parks, and I've uh, hired uh, recently a local environmental scientist. Uh, her name's Rachel, very and qualified she's, by the sounds yeah, of it. <laughs> she's absolutely terrific at uh, running the types of hikes that we do, mm. and a lot of work goes into every product that we we put out there so uh, you know when people see a a new tour pop up uh you know for example the hikes there was 18 months worth of work before the hikes were even you know uh, conceived i suppose so
0: yeah wow
1: and and including rachel as well so you know in that process we've uh, gone ahead and sort of looked at every different aspect of uh from from safety of running the hikes to uh, licensing insurance uh you know and also local landholders you know so we we do on all of our tours touch on an aboriginal element while we're not aboriginal ourselves we are uh, in terms of our tours we are taking into account what is uh, culturally appropriate to share for visitors and locals as well and then we touch on those things to preserve things like language and also the the heritage that might be in the area so there's particularly culturally significant sites that we touch on and also culturally significant sites that we we keep our distance from, just out of respect. So out of all of those those things, it takes to develop a, a new a new experience or a new tour, uh, all of those things have to be taken into consideration before you know a tour goes live or, or it gets out there in the first place. So I'm pretty excited to have released the the hikes I was uh, in January this year that we were able to to go live with those, and so far they've yeah they've been really good. So all of our tours sort of have that uh, aboriginal element but also things like local geology the the resident marine life and then mm-hmm. also different things that might be unique to to the area
0: yeah. and mate as a, as i said earlier like i can tell that you've got so much passion behind you when you're you know talking about these new experiences and wow if you're putting 18 months worth of um of effort you know into something and to before you're bringing it out to, to the market i'm sure you're um you know you've crossed your T's and dotted your right yeah. <laughs> um, so it'd be an excellent experience so Mate, what, what's next for Coast XP? Have you started the next 18-month journey on, uh, on you know that next experience? And, and what do you foresee um, the business looking like, you know, going forward?
1: Yeah, look, that's a, a really good question. Now, uh, there's, some things, the there's some <laughs> things I can share and some things yes. I can't share. Uh, that of which I can share, of course, we have been incredibly lucky throughout uh, COVID in lots of different ways. There's been challenges in in other ways. Mm but like I said we are predominantly supported by locals so in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie area that's uh, the majority of our customers and so when COVID uh, sort of closed those international borders all, of course all of our international travellers just dropped off, those bookings dropped off overnight mm. but we have been supported throughout the COVID period by those locals wanting to explore their own backyard and so the next uh, sort of you know six months or so <laughs> looks like uh, sort of just developing those hikes a little bit, a little bit further and also our on water experiences we've got a couple more new experiences that are sort of coming out on the water more of an event base so one of the the newest ones that we've uh, just released today funnily enough
0: oh beautiful is, uh, we're getting yeah. the premiere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's an experience for our sail fest which is the largest sailing event in newcastle which okay. is coming up in april this year and so we're going to actually take spectators out onto the water and see some of the the races that are happening off the coastline and also inside the harbour itself yeah. and so part of creating those innovative coastal interactions and experiences is doing things that haven't been done before mm-hmm. and so being able to take people out on the water to see sort of Sailfest and those types of events sort of first hand uh, you know up close is, uh, is quite cool for me to be able to, to offer to, to locals so yeah the next sort of 6-12 months looks a little bit more like that so a couple of sort of new experiences but also just developing the experiences we've got yeah. And uh, coming out on the other side of, of, of COVID, so once vaccines are a little bit more uh, sort of wide, widely distributed, then uh, obviously I think people, we might get see see people moving around the country a little bit mm. more freely. And then I, I'd like to, I suppose, welcome back some of those people that haven't have had plans to visit Newcastle uh, for, for a while now. I'd like to welcome some of those people back and sort of showcase this, this region to them.
0: Yeah. So. Mate, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, it sounds like you're keeping a fair bit under wraps. Which <laughs> you, uh, you know, I've got it to. Um, but I mean, you know, just that, you know, that experience you you were mentioning around, um, you know, the, the the sailing festival that's going on. Um, you know, that's gonna not going to be something that's prolonged or something that you can offer all the time, right? It's, yeah. it's only around this particular event, but it's so unique and um, speaks again, I think, to the fact of what you're trying to achieve here is is just offering that, you know you know new and, and innovative as you said innovative um experience which is awesome um so mate there is actually something that i did want to touch on and you know we spoke yeah. about it a little bit before which was obviously the impact of COVID, and you know right across australia tourism early in the piece, you know i'm sure a lot of tourism operators were really worried about you know what their business was going to look like in, you know, 12 months, let alone, well, you know, six weeks, sorry, let alone 12 months. But what was what was it like for you going through, you know, that early stages? You know, it must, it must have been, uh, there must have been some ups and downs as well, but then, you know, I guess the last, say, three, six, nine months and, and what that's mean for you, you know, personally in the business.
1: Definitely. So, uh, right at the start there, you know, Matt, we closed for uh, three and a half months, completely closed, like no, doors not even open yeah, wow. to, to anyone. So, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty ar- around that, uh, particularly from a, a customer's perspective. So in the early stages it was our job to be able to reassure customers that no matter what COVID looked like we would be here on the other side of it to to support them to to be here for them you know if they'd booked an experience and they wanted to keep their experience with us we had a very and do have a very flexible cancellation policy so if someone gets impacted COVID-related, they're able to reschedule or cancel or refund their booking at any stage, as long as it's you know under that uh, umbrella, you know that it might be travel restrictions or uh, or people not being you know well to to be on board. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure that people felt safe and comfortable was the first thing, and just to reassure them. So even in those three and a half months that we were closed, it was sort of just dealing with you know month to month at the time. So we might uh, you know cancel the the, the following month in advance and let and get get on to people before they would get on to us so that we could sort of give them the heads up that this is coming and then, outside of those three and a half months, we we did open back up. We, we had ten months of restrictions in total, of you know how Great many price. people we could have on board and and the movement of the people. Then also, all the new different policies and procedures that we had to implement. So that's a whole lot of extra work for small businesses like mine. But I saw it as as an important step in terms of getting back to what we were used to. So we had those ten months of uh, restrictions, and then fortunately, being uh, a smaller vessel, uh, we can only cater for up to twenty. 20 uh, passengers at a time. So we were able to get back to sort of some sense of normality a little bit quicker than others, but mm. in in this area, if I give you an example, our, our main sort of visiting market is visiting friends and relatives. So when those domestic or international borders are closed, it does affect those people moving in around the country or even coming in from overseas. So while we had less people moving in around even sort of domestically around Australia with those domestic borders closed, it did mean that uh, we had less locals sort of bringing friends and family out sort of to showcase the area. So that was definitely sort of a big impact for us. Coming out the next few months on sort of what you'd consider as sort of the later stages of COVID or the other side of COVID as such, uh, I am quite optimistic about what the next few months look like because I can see some uh, positivity in terms of the direction that we're heading in mm-hmm. and also I can see a lot of people are starting to go, well, actually, you know, I think that within myself and within my small group of family or friends, I reckon we can travel quite safely within Australia as long as we do the right, you know, these That's these right. few steps. Yeah. People have become quite familiar and accustomed to what that means. It might mean wearing a mask on the plane or, or whereabouts you're going and that sort of thing. Um, you know, and extra hygiene procedures, of course, but that's just become sort of no, the new normal now. And I think that people are becoming a little bit more comfortable with moving around. Therefore, we are getting that market back to Newcastle, that visiting friends and relatives. So we are seeing a lot more people sort of travel around the, the state and also around the country as well, which is, which is a quite, quite a good thing, I, I reckon
0: yeah yeah of course well, well i'm glad that you know that that you know the way that COVID's going in australia is kind of helping yourself and you know other operators in your situation you know return to some kind of sense of, of normality in terms of um the way you're you know you're operating your business so mate i know we're uh, we're running out of time but I, I did want to pose one question to you <laughs> which might um might put you on on the spot but um before we finish up today if you let, let's position let's pretend, sorry, that, um, that you were, you know, five years older. Um, you're, you've gone <laughs> five years down the path um, of your life. Um, at that point in time, what, what do you feel like would be some of the biggest things that, um, you know, not that you would hope to have accomplished, but that you will have accomplished? Um, you know, specifically specifically related to say Coast XP, and and, and what are the things that um, you will have focused on in that five years to to bring you know the business to to a point where you know you're absolutely happy and and you know content with um, with where you've taken it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Good question. So, in, uh, for me, I, I suppose. Oh, I am in business for a lot of, a, a huge number of reasons. Some people you know might be in business for just a handful. but for me one of the, the main drivers that I was most interested in when I started was that I could make a positive impact to the hunter coast in terms of this region as a, a place for people to visit, live and sort of invest. And so I'd like to think that in those next five years, uh, Coast XP will become somewhat of a local household name in that area. To be able to say that this business has been able to sort of showcase this area to the best of their ability, so that people are now coming here, they're they're visiting, they're loving it, you know, they're spending money here uh, lots of local businesses, not not just mine. Mm. And so it becomes a bit of a, a destination in it of itself. So historically, uh, the N- Newcastle this this the Hunter area uh, hasn't always been uh, perceived as a, a sort of a tourist destination mm-hmm. but I think that small scale tourism actually benefits the communities that it operates within so I think mass tourism is not necessarily for us mm-hmm. but I think small scale tourism is actually terrific for our our area so I'd like to think that in five years time Cast XP has played a small part in being able to sort of enhance the destination image of this, this region um, in a, you know, as, a, as a destination for tourists or visitors to come to.
0: Which is incredible, mate. I'm, I, you know, you're doing <laughs> your little part for, for the community of Newcastle, and so. mate, it's already a household name in, uh, in my house. <laughs> in your house. Um, but, Look, Dom, thanks so much for uh, for coming on the podcast today. It was really interesting to you know learn everything there is to learn about Coast XP, and um, we're very excited, and, mate. I um, I'm looking forward to seeing what um, that next 18 month journey looks like for you guys in terms of um, you know that next awesome experience that you're going to bring. Sure. Up.
1: Um, thanks, I'm, I'm and ready. thanks for having me on the podcast it's uh yeah it's great to be able to you know sit and, and talk to you about case xp beautiful mate anytime